What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Chaos in Christ Podcast. I'm your host, Alexi Felix. And I want to say thank you for tuning in. It seems like there's more listeners that I've just discovered. And I'm humbled, super humbled. Honestly, I was super shocked at uh, the amount of people listening. And I'm hoping, I'm praying that it is providing value. Value that draws you back to Christ in the midst of chaos. And you find the truth. Um, that's what I'm about. That's that's why I do this, and I love doing this. I'm using certain things about myself that I believe is a gift, and I'm just giving it back to the Lord in hopes that other people are blessed, are encouraged, are motivated, feel like they can get through another day, whatever. Whatever that is, I hope I'm doing that for you, and I appreciate it. And if you've been listening, I would appreciate it if you follow. Uh, there's got to be a subscribe button somewhere around there. There's probably like a bell. If you're listening to it on Spotify, most of you guys are uh, listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you're able, leave me a review. It would actually help out a lot. And again, if this is really helping you and somehow, you know, even I'm learning, right? But if this is helping you, then I think there's someone else out there in your world that could possibly get the same thing and why not right that's my purpose here in life that's all our purpose is to glorify jesus is to make him known and is to draw others out there to him all right so leave a review subscribe all right enough i want to talk about today guarding your heart in reality that also just means guarding your mind we already know that is a very important topic, a very important topic. A lot of personal development gurus out there definitely harp on that in the entrepreneurial space, or if you're a salesperson and you're looking to be successful in that field, you'll come across this. If you're looking to start a business, like I said, entrepreneurs definitely come across these things, right? And in the Christian world, you can come across this I am not a fan on how we take this and portray the the whole mindset thing. I mean, we just give a lot of credit and kudos to some stuff that gets a little weird for me, gets a little culty. And so I am going to be very careful in how I deliver this. But nevertheless, the mind is a battlefield. We know this for a fact. It is 100% true. Most people would agree with this while listening to it, but we don't realize how we may be actually hurting ourselves, right? Because it's easy for us to tell someone else to change your mindset. You know, your mindset's this and it's that. But when you're approached about your mindset, the defenses are typically up and you're not trying to listen to anyone. And so I'm praying that this will allow you to see yourself in the light of Christ and the truth that the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth about yourself because self-awareness is super key super key one of my biggest fears is not being self-aware and being so oblivious to myself thinking that i'm one way headed somewhere and in reality it's not it's nothing near to what i I (laughs) thought it was in my head uh very scary stuff all right i'm gonna read a quote this quote is from a w tozer uh he's uh i believe he was a pastor um 
man of God. They've got a lot of his stuff on Instagram. I came across one. I was inspired by it. It's really good. I'm going to break this down on what I believe it means. And obviously, I'm going to bring some passages of scripture involved into this. But, and quote, what we think about when we are free to think about what we will, that is what we are or will soon become. All right. You heard that? You know, basically, you are what you think about all the time, right? That's basically what he's saying. What you, what we think about when we are free to think, when we're not bombarded with the days of work and and the chaos of life, of being a parent, of running a business, of making sure you're hitting numbers, making sure you're making calls. When we are able to finally be free to think about what we would think about within our own free will to think about it, that is what we are currently and that is what we will soon become. Profound stuff. Very profound stuff. If you want to know who you are becoming or even understand who you are now, examine your heart, i.e. your thoughts, how it was and what it is. And this... um. This is exactly a a difficulty for people because what I'm asking most people to do is to recognize where they're at right now currently in their current life. It may be good. It may be good. And typically when it's good and things are are smooth sailing, if you're a Christian, you're like, love you, God. You got my back. And uh, and then you're kind of low key giving yourself some kudos because, you know, your mindset has been on the right things. And Praise God. That's what's up. That's exactly how uh, we are to live. Um, now, this is the part where things get a little weird and I, I have to be like careful and put some nuance into it. You know, we should always be grateful and thanking God and be thankful. And our mindset should always be strong, even in the midst of chaos. And that's the part we don't want to deal with most of the time. It's easy to be thankful to God and and, and give yourself a good credit based on your mindset for where you are currently at when things are going smoothly. Things can go smoothly because of your mindset for sure. But let's be honest, the Christian life is filled with a lot of darts and arrows. And it doesn't matter how positive you are. You can't avoid chaos. You just, you really can't. So that's my nuance to it. Make sure that you understand that's what I mean. All right. But what what is it that you constantly think about? Like what is on your mind constantly when you have the, the time to think? Is it money problems or money desires? Power, you know, the possession of things in this life. You know, is how many people think about that all the time? The personal development world is about people <laughs> that want to have a certain lifestyle. They have a traumatic experience of the poor lifestyle. And so they get involved with personal development, affirmations, reading books, listening to audio, making sure that this thing is is circulating in their minds. So that way, subconsciously, something starts to kick into gear and it starts leading you into a direction of, of a positive, more enriched life where financially you're free. Health, you are amazing. Marriage is not on the rocks. It's on, it's in the moons. You guys are loving it, loving each other, like, and that's what we're trying to aspire to and think of. And you know, we 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 live our lives based off that, right? So your mindset is always about money, money, money. Now, whether you are on the side of abundance 
and you are working hard and you're maintaining your your wealth and you're you're allocating money properly, you're saving. These are good qualities. No one's going to take that away from you. That is something I mean God I believe calls us to be stewards of our money, but it's our heart we're talking about, right? We have to guard our heart. We have to guard our mind. Because what we think about the most really becomes to be like our God. And then it, it turns us into that. And then in the pursuit of that, you could literally cause damage on the way. But as long as you're good, it doesn't matter. It can become that way. Okay. It really can. So money desires is just as bad as the money problems and the constant negative thinking that you have about being a poor person and that you'll never get by and you'll never be able to do this or that. It's just as toxic, in my opinion. It, this might not be a popular opinion. It might You might just shut this podcast off right now. I'm just being me and I'm being honest and I'm, I'm gearing everything towards honoring Christ at all times. Because we live to his glory, not to ourselves, but to his glory, okay? And a lot of, you know, whenever I look up anything with mindset, Christian, entrepreneurship, sales, whatever, it gets corny and cringy for me. It really does. I don't see a lot of reform type of based thinking on these things. Um, I just don't. But anyway, I'm here. That's what I'm doing, right? Um, so that's, you know, if you're constantly thinking about that, money, desires, power, the possessions of things, right? Those things, you might find yourself acquiring it. You might have it now, but you might be unsatisfied. You might actually feel very unhappy even with all that you have acquired. And then you might feel so discontent with your life because you're trying to get to whatever that thing is that you neglect everything God has given you and has called you to be faithful to right now, right in front of you, under your nose. I mean, we do this all the time. I I do this all the time. I am always thinking about what's down there. Should I get this business thing going? My podcast, you know, I got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing this. And and hey, that's good. I think that we should all want to serve out of the out of the grace that we've get, been given by by God in Christ. We should want to share that with the world with the gifts that we have but there's no guarantee that you're supposed to be known by it there's no guarantee that it's going to blow up for you and your name is going to be synonymous with one of just one of the heroes of the faith and or uh you know a very successful businessman and or woman or successful this whatever whatever we're trying to do we always have some sort of thing attached to it like we want our names to be up there yeah but we want to give it to god but we still kind of want to be you know not so mediocre if you won't admit it i'll admit it because i'm the one that struggles with that definitely and there's got to be someone out there that that's dealing with this as well guard your mind guard your heart very important what else do we think about now we're thinking of now i'm going into deeper things of the heart money problems money desires desires for power that's still a matter of the heart Right, the Bible teaches us that the love of money is the root of all evil. Not that I hate when people do this too. They quote this passage so wrong. They go around saying, "Yeah, man, the root of money is evil. the The, the root of all money is evil." <laughs> they always, always, always take out the love of money is the root of all evil. It's always just money itself is evil. Money can't do anything to you. You put a million dollars in front of you and step back and stare at it. It will stay there unless there's a wind blowing and you don't have enough weight on it. It will stay there, do nothing for you, whether positive or negative. 
What that money is capable of doing is only sitting there and having some sort of value until the person with a, a intellect uses it. And how that person uses it is when things start to take place, right? We could use money for good. We can we can serve our brothers and sisters in Christ. We could send that money and we could buy things for the poor, for the widows. We can establish schools and orphanages. We can do good and then we could do evil. Guess where that comes from? You, your heart, your heart is wicked. And it's your love of money that is the root of all evil. You must take responsibility for that. God will hold you responsible for that. You're not going to be able to, uh, to blame it on money at the end of the days. You're just not going to be able to. You will be held accountable for your love and desire towards that. You can't serve both God and money. You'll love one and hate the other. Not my words. Look it up. Anyway, what's next? Lust. Fleshly pursuits. Or finding love. So I'm giving you like the balance here, right? I'm giving you two things. Like here's here's the thing. Here's the other side of things. I grew up in Chicago. I, I worked in the gym industry. And I'm, I grew up in the inner city. I don't know how a lot of people outside of the world that, I mean, I've traveled around. Don't get me wrong. But I know my culture. I know my circle of influence. I know where I've been. I know who I've interacted with. I know the world that I've involved myself in, like the gym world and all the meatheads and all the guys that love lifting. I love lifting. Lust, that is a prevalent sin. That is a sin that is is prevalent in, I would say, all men. All men. Uh, And women too. Uh, but I'm a man, and I can only speak to men in this in this aspect. But it, it's a sin that's in the heart of of everyone. And hey, let me put myself out there. That was my, that's been my battle. God has redeemed me, and He's He's taken those things away from me. I had to go through a lot because of that, <laughs> a lot. But let me just say this: all I ever thought about was that the pursuing of pleasure, the pursuing of of this new chick, that new female, and I and I did it, and I worked in the industry that allowed me to do it, and it caused chaos, and I became the person I guess I was trying to achieve, I wouldn't say it out loud, but I was trying to become this certain person, to be known as this certain person, to, to I guess, prove to myself that I could, and when I got there, plenty of times, never enough, I almost felt like I still had to do it, otherwise I'd lose my status, my manhood, my this, my that, it was never enough. And it got to the point where I started to hate myself. But that was always constantly on my mind. It was, it ruled me. It ruled and, and dictated my very actions. And it led me down to a place where I was, I was uh, in, a, in a dark area where I was losing everything and I was about to lose everything. And to be honest with you to this day, I'm still dealing with the consequences of it. All right. And that's that's the reality of our mindsets and not guarding our hearts and not believing what God tells us is sin and is wicked. And he has freed us from we don't believe that. And you think that you're free because you don't want to live according to God's standards and the way that he has called us to live. You think you find freedom in sin. And in reality, you're enslaved by it. I mean, I'm not talking just to myself, that's for sure. But then finding love, right? So say you're not, you know, 
You're not promiscuous. You're not trying to be a little thotty out there. You're not trying to be, you know, free with yourself. I hope, by the way, guys, I talk the way I talk, okay? I'm staring at a mic. I got to be as me as as I possibly can be me. All right, so, you know, understand I grew up in Chicago. I have lingo. So anyway, you know, instead of just being a thotty or or being uh, uh, just some some dog that's just trying to sleep with any female he can lay with, there are uh, on the other opposite side of people where they just want love in a relationship. They're not looking to sleep around. They're just looking to find one person that they love. Here's what I've seen, though where it gets toxic, they pour their all into them. I mean, they find that one person and they're in love within two weeks, literally telling each other they love each other. They make uh, joined accounts on Facebook. They, (laughs) they, They go adopt a puppy. Like They get all crazy. Then it doesn't work out. Then there's some toxic things that pop up. They break up. They're depressed. Now they're in depression, right? Because now uh, everything that they they hoped was, you know, gone and and it it left. And now they're on to the next. And then on to the next. And then on to the next. And they're getting hurt by one another. And they just can't seem to find love. And again, that's, that's all in their mindset. It's all on, on what they th- constantly think about. It's where their hearts drive to. And then they, they typically get in a vicious cycle, I've noticed. It's a vicious cycle of toxicity with one another until until it blows up really badly. And then, you know, after that, after this finally done, each person is trying to find themselves. They want to start working out again. They want to start, you know reading poetry, putting up quotes on Facebook, you know, things of that nature, right? Just to show to everybody that, uh, you know, they're moving on, they're dealing with pain, but they're, they're about to be empowered and they're about to do some amazing things in the world and, and whatever. Nevertheless, so there's that. And uh, that right there can lead you into some really weird, strange situations. Um, and, and you're going to be unhappy. And it's going to cause a lot of decision-making in your life that one day you might just wake up and be like, how the heck did I get here? And how much it cost you, how much it just, it hurt you down the line. What else is constantly on our minds? Now, I'll notice a lot of the things that I'm mentioning so far is all based on self-interest, self-preservation, self-love, all self, self, self. Entertainment, right? Always thinking of an escape for fun-filled life. And these people, I, I, I've been a, a little bit a part of that. Um, I don't normally last in that because I can see the vanity behind it a little bit more. And I typically, it's weird. I get depressed after a a night like this, but entertainment people, right? Like they just constantly live for the Friday night. They constantly live for the weekend. They, they want to get together. They want to get turned up. They want to, they want to get as drunk as they possibly can. They want to black out. They want to get high as high can get. All right. They'll smoke a whole eighth and an entire blunt like this is the party person they want to go to the clubs they want to go out they want to you know then 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 they're thinking about hooking up right as as well they just this is what they're looking for they hate monday through friday they get a little more excited thursday and friday and then again they live for that they live for the partying these people spend their money on partying on their drugs on their alcohol on the women on food on a on a great filled life they have no proper investments their home life is probably not that great you know they don't really have a plan they're just making enough money to appease the culture 
to let them know that they're a, a functioning member of society, if that, right? There's some people that don't even, don't even do that, you know? They're just straight bums trying to have fun all the time. But there's also that person that just clocks in for society's sake, for the parents' sake, for the, you know, for the sake of just uh, being able to have some money to do those things, and only those things. Now, am I saying it's wrong to have a good time, gather with uh, friends, enjoy each other's company, you know, I, I mean, if you're a Christian getting wasted and high, God does not honor that. So that should be without saying. But as believers, if you are gathering together with other, you know, family, loved ones, believers, yeah, you're going to have some good food, some good, nice, soft drinks. You're going to enjoy good games and maybe, you know, do some dancing, whatever. That's that's fine. But where's your heart? Is that what you live for? Again, we're talking about guarding your heart. I'm not demonizing uh, going out and having a good time with people that because I need that too. Sometimes, I, I mean, I work from home and I'm always constantly on the phone doing business and sometimes it goes great, but most of the time I'm stressed out. So going out with a couple of my best friends, you know, which really that's all I really go out with these days, but you know, that, that helps me. You know, just kind of give some alleviation from the stress of the world. But if that's all I lived for, if that's all I was doing every single weekend, not saving money, not properly uh, setting out investments, not making sure that there's time for my daughter on the weekends, that I can't always be out partying, that I have a little girl that is looking to me to raise her and to teach her and to love her the way that Christ has called fathers to love their children. Yeah, I can't do that all the time. Okay. And also, man, getting out there and getting super wasted and everything like that, that depresses me, all right? I do it, and when I would do it, the next day, I am in dep- complete depression. I have conviction like no one's business, all right? I'm a work in progress. God is working in my heart. He's He has set me free from so many things, but he had to change my mindset, and I had I have and had to guard my heart. Very important. Very important. But what else do we think about, guys? Well, um, another thing that we definitely think about are negative things. Self-deprecating thoughts. Depression. Anger towards everyone and everything. Having unforgiveness for other people. Vengeance. Revenge. Getting back at those that wronged you. Self-loathing, you just hate yourself, don't like the person in the mirror, feeling like and telling yourself you will never amount to anything. And let me go back to the whole depression thing. You know what's even scarier these days in this culture is that depression is almost praised today. Everyone's depressed. Everyone is happy to say that they're depressed. And it's almost like everyone's getting kudos for it. This culture is decaying all around us. Depression is real. It's good to talk about depression. But what happens when depression is now being validated in such a way that, you know, it, it's like it gives you content to post on your Instagram and Facebook. You get enough likes and shares and comments that it hits your dopamine rushes and now you're constantly depressed and now you want to constantly be in depression because you're getting some sort of reward out of that. All right. Real people who are really depressed are not doing that. But there's this false sense of depression in the culture when something wrong happens that 
again, this is also a self-interesting mindset, but this is what uh, what they crave. But that mindset will lead you to a place of true depression and will lead you to a place of, of darkness. Won't You're not doing yourself any favors here. Now, again, I said depression is real, very much so. Please don't think I'm by no means, by no means. You don't know my life. You don't know the, the, the people around me that had to suffer with it and have taken it a little further. You don't know that. So, you know, relax because depression is very real. But here's another thing too. When we get lost in depression, real depression, and we sit under that thought and mindset, we are talking to ourselves in a very negative and dark manner. That is a very dangerous place to be in. And there's so many ways that you can combat it, okay? One, seek help if it's very, very, very bad. Seek help, talk to someone. People that say, I don't talk to anyone because it doesn't work, blow my mind with this because clearly not talking to anyone isn't doing you any justice either. So talking to someone, I think, and I'm sure is a move everyone should make. But another thing too is, what are you doing? Get up and move. Get to the gym. Take care of your body. Eat wholesome foods. Hang out with friends that are good, that honor God, and that would be able to speak wisdom and the word of God into your life. You can't do this alone. And that's the thing about people they get depressed. We think we could do it alone. We, we don't want to deal with people. And then it becomes a vicious cycle because that depression seeks you down more that the thought of talking to someone, it's sickening to your stomach. It's exhausting. You can't even get the words out. It is a vicious cycle. Guard your heart. Guard your mindset. Very, very serious. All right? All of this can lead and will lead to a life of chaos. I'm going to read a passage of scripture that's found in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all vigilance. Think about that word, okay? Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Our most deep thoughts shape the way we speak and live. And this is why God tells us to keep it with all vigilance. What is the definition of vigilance? Like, what does it mean to be vigilant? And I looked it up on Google, and it says, Keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. The Bible teaches us in Proverbs, wisdom, keep your heart with all vigilance, your mind with all vigilance. Keep your heart and be careful. Watch for possible danger or difficulties. And then the passage says, for from it flow the springs of life. Meaning, it's dictating everything. It dictates your life. It is leading you. It is where you're at right now. It came from your heart, from your mind, and that's where you're at now. And then where you're possibly headed, it's a result of your mindset and your heart and what is in it and what is coming out of it. And if you're not being vigilant, if you're not being careful, it could be a dangerous thing for you. Don't tell me that's not true. It's true. I know it's true. I personally have experienced this. The negative mindset and anger that I've always dealt with in my heart and the, the the mindset of just lust and thinking in that aspect of always wanting to have the next girl and then always wanting to chase some sort of success and 
really significant in what I'm doing. I would pour my heart out to work. Whatever work I'm doing, I wanted it to be the best. Not because I wanted to make more money. Money isn't even my motivator. It's being known and recognized for the work and being the best at it. Nothing wrong with being excellent, but then when it becomes something that's in your heart and then you achieve it and then all of a sudden you're burnt out from it and then you're depressed and then it's just, where's the glory to God in that? And where is that going to lead me? How detrimental is that to my life? How detrimental is that to your life? You have to guard your heart with all vigilance because out of it come your life. It's the springs of life. Everything that comes out of your mindset and your heart, that's where it's coming from, guys. Very, very important. I mentioned the whole personal development guru things. Those guys are out there and they're saying almost the same thing, okay? They're talking about law of attraction and they're talking about meditation and calling you a king and you know getting yourself out of your own rut, picking yourself up from your own bootstraps. I agree with a, a good majority of what they're saying because it's true. Because God has given us an intellect and, an, and a will that goes out and makes decisions. And obviously, you're not going to talk negative to yourself. God doesn't. God isn't honored by that. You don't need Reformed theology to know that God has called us to live according to his word and trust his word over our negative word to ourselves. Of course, he came to the he came on earth, became flesh, died on the cross for the very sins that are in our heart that permeate outside of us and have caused us death. We have been spiritually dead outside of Christ and then Christ comes and he reveals us. We choose him because he chose us first and we are in him and so of course we don't want to be negative of course we don't want to to put anything in our mindset or put anything before our eyes that don't glorify god that would only lead us to a path of destruction and chaos feeding our minds with things that are toxic and and wrong or pagan of course but these guys miss a very important thing that i can't stand and, and it's this Where's the glory in God, uh, in God in this? This isn't about you. We don't. We are not here to fulfill our own needs and our own ego. Your most positive, best self still is nothing outside of Christ. It means nothing. You could attain all the money in the world. You could be the most positive mindset guru ever. All right, you can do meditations to your your back is straight forever. Doesn't matter. If you are outside of Christ and your desire is for personal development's sake, then then personal development is your God. The law of attraction is your Holy Spirit. All right, that's that's what you worship. And in that in and of itself is wrong. And then I see some Christian guys who who speak and say, "Oh, this, you know, God wants us to win." He has made you a champion. You are a king. You know, and then they take scripture and take it out of context. And you can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. You know, it, it, there's danger in that too. Because they're trying to take a good thing and twist it. Because again, it's all about your feelings and your self-help. And that God can only see you as a king or a queen that's supposed to be very super successful. But that may not be the case for you. You might not be successful in the way that the world has made you believe being successful is. You might not. Because at the end of the day, we, man makes a plan, but it is God who, got, who, who marks our steps. He is the one who sets it up. He has 
all understanding and omniscience to know where we are to glorify him in. The apostles, they glorified Christ all the way up into their martyrdom, except for one. And there are many believers out there today, outside of the United States, that are probably going through persecution and being killed for the sake of Christ. Are you going to say that, that God wanted them to have their best life yet? They just didn't hear E.T. Thomas going out there and telling, you know, t- talking to them to their blue, you know, just get up and work. Is that it? Or do we need a David Goggins in our life just to do uh, good things and then mix a little Christianity into it and, and they're going to be good? That's what I don't like about this whole weird personal development thing and the Christians that get involved with it, especially once they get involved with network marketing and all kinds of stuff. It gets really, really weird. Our mindset is not, we're supposed to guard our mindset, first of all. Why? Because we are to give glory to God. And we are to become more like his son, Jesus. And so we need to guard our minds and our hearts with all vigilance from out of it flows those springs of life walking as his image bearers. Okay, so I have some points that I want to leave you with that should encourage you. It should just give you some pretty much practical steps. Okay, five points here to keeping your mind vigilant. All right. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 tells us, do not be conformed to this world, okay? But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We need to be renewed in our minds. So how do we renew this? So that we could then learn how to discern what is the will of God, The Bible teaches us this. The Word of God teaches us what is His will. His will is for us to be thankful, to give Him thanks, to enter His court with thanksgiving, to be faithful with the little that's in front of us, and to preach the gospel, and to share that with the rest of the world and the world that we have in front of us. How that looks, God will lead and guide our steps, but it isn't important. How much money you make isn't important. What kind of love person you have next to you isn't necessarily important unless that person honors Christ as much as you desire to honor Christ. And then obviously that union is is equally yoked. What is important is becoming more like Christ and finding true purpose and meaning in life in Jesus and his word and, and being transformed, your mindset being transformed, being renewed by his word. And so... Uh, One thing for sure I would say is this, as a good starting point, is before you get your day started, start with God in prayer in the morning and in his word. Now, you have to adjust whatever time. I mean, everyone's schedule is different, so I can't assume everyone's on the same schedule like I am. But what I'm saying is, whatever it is, before you start anything, before you get on any social media, before you do anything, get before God. Spend time in his word. Really sit with it, dissect it, research it, write things down, uh, have a journal by you. Uh, this is a process of renewing your mind. This is the process of putting things into your mind, into your heart that will equip you to be vigilant. So as you go out throughout the day, unknowing that you've aligned yourself with the will of God, which is to seek him first and 
and all his righteousness and everything else will be added to you, you know you're going to be on a path of of more equipment behind you, right? You're 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 a little bit more intact because things are still going to happen. Your mindset is going to have little uh, relapses. You're going to battle with that, but when you reinforce yourself and when you continue the process, the practice of of renewing your mind, you grow mature. Now, I don't think it's ever a complete thing. The the total depravity of sin in our in our fallen nature in this world is very real. And the further the closer we get to Christ, the more we will recognize our, our wretchedness and our sin. It's just we can never truly tap into the perfection while we are in this body. But still, Jesus calls us to be holy as he is holy, to live righteously, and to follow his commandments and to love God with all our heart all our souls, and all our minds and strength. So there's a practicality into this, and I don't see any other way than to start your day with the Lord, first and foremost. Every morning I wake up really early, um, and no one's up. It's just me, and it's God, and and sometimes the cats are, are around annoying me, but nevertheless... I'm opening up that Bible. I got a journal. I, I write whatever prayers or whatever thoughts or maybe bullet points of things I'm grateful for. Whatever comes to my head. Not much of a of a schematic type of writer. Like I know a certain pattern. I just kind of go with it. But I do pray, and then and then I dive into the devotion. I have a 365 day Bible. I'm about to complete year two, January 1st, and keep going to year three. And that right there helps the trajectory of my day and renewing my mind and keeping vigilant my heart okay the other thing too is you got to submit to a local church get around brothers and sisters that make much of christ uh those that that will point you to christ that desire to honor jesus his word preaching the gospel and growing uh in in christ right in community not about self-help christianity Please do your best not to find a church that's all about health and wealth. I will call you out. <laughs> that, that stuff right there, again, it's just toxic. It's not It's not the real gospel. But you need that because, again, you can't do this on your own. The process of keeping your mind right and, and renewing it is by being sharpened by others. All right? As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. That's in the Proverbs. And God has called us to live in community, to live with other believers, and to do life with those believers. That is what we are called to do. And so do it, all right? There's no way you can do this on your own. You can't live life like that on your own. You have to submit to a local church. And I mean a local church, not an online church. You have to be with the believers, okay? And you need to be under discipleship which is number three discipleship almost like having a mentor but discipleship and learning and having someone who is living a life that is god honoring god fearing biblical all you know all pointed to christ and you can mirror and learn to mirror that person as they walk with christ so you so will you be discipled so again that goes back to plugging in with the local church you have to submit to that. That is that requires humility. But if you're trying to take grasp of your mindset to glorify God, then there's there's no way around it. This is a commandment in the in the scriptures. And then also, you know, 
your mindset, you have to be conscious of the thoughts that you are thinking. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but then sometimes you do. You know what you're thinking. You know that what you were thinking about was wrong. That female you were, you were daydreaming about, you know, that business deal that you can do, but it's shady. Whatever, whatever it is, you know it. We are to keep watch, right? We are supposed to think thoughts that glorify God and that are heavenly, okay? So, for example, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 through 5, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, right? For your for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. I told you. I told you. It's like you're worshiping another God because you are. When you put your mind on these things, that is what you serve. That is what your heart is after. And then what you serve, you will eventually become and you will reap its consequences. That's the chaos. But if you, when you're conscious, start to think and put to death all these things that are are earthly and you think of Christ and the finished work on the cross and that he's redeemed you from sin and that you're no longer enslaved to it, that you don't actually have to obey it or submit to it. And when you thank him, when, when you start to thank him for the grace that he has given you because you can't earn it, at that very moment when you start to think evil thoughts and then you start to ponder on the finished work of Christ on the cross, you recognize I can't even earn it, but that thanksgiving alone changes your mindset. It renews it and it gives you a spirit of thanksgiving and you start to thank God. And then when you thank God and you pray and you worship him and you you remember because you've been reading the word, because you've been plugging into the local body, because you've been taking captive every thought, submitting it to Christ, you are renewing your mind, you are guarding your heart with all vigilance, and you will be able to get through that day with Christ and Christ alone. And that's it, guys. That's it. And at the end of at the last point I'm just going to make is this. And this was a long podcast, but I hope it brought you value. I really do hope it brought you value because it ministered to me as I read the scriptures, as I think about it. I I too battle. I too battle. But I know that I know that God's with me. I, I just I know it. Um, and not by because of any works I could ever produce, not because I'm speaking in such a way like this right now, but because he has shown me grace. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's my, my life is about him and him alone. But the last point I say to you is getting your mind right, guarding it and recognizing where it's leading you isn't again about you. It is about who he is. And the only way you can truly care about any of this, any of this at all that I'm talking about is if you know who Christ is and he knows who you are and he knows who you are. But what I mean is, does he, does he see you as his own? And if you are not too sure about that, then you have to understand that sin has separated us from God. And because of that sin, because of that, we are spiritually dead and we have no connection to the Father because it separated us from Him. 
But Christ came and died on the cross for that sin. And he took it and he he made reconciliation between us and the Father. If we only just believe in Christ, that he came, that he was God, he was fully man, fully God, truly man, truly God, and dwelt among us and took the sins of 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 ours the sins of the 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 elect the lost if you believe that he died for you that he is the lord and savior and that through him is forgiveness of sins you too will be saved you can only come to him if he draws you and if you're feeling that then all it is is you need to repent you need to turn from your wicked ways and you need to put your trust in Christ and in Christ alone if you know and you see it and you feel it then talk to God ask him to forgive you and turn and tr- put your trust in Christ and if that's the case please let me know please let me know um you can find me at, at www.chaosinchrist.com leave me a voice message if you scroll down the website there's like a blue little uh, microphone icon you click it leave me a voice message prayer request let me know that you you think that you're becoming a christian that you think that you're starting to see this um you know whatever you know if you want me to talk about something let me know whatever it is i want to serve you through this this is the best way i think i can do it because this is what i love to do i'm a talker and i love the scriptures and i love to do this okay and i know that we live in a world that is just chaotic it's upside down not just the culture but our own personal lives and i know that their only true answer is christ and in christ alone that is the only true answer i can give you i can't give you any tips to self-help or anything like that all i have is christ all right I hope you found value. Make sure you share this. Again, forgive me. This was a very long one, but it's all for the glory of God. So till next time, remember that in the midst of chaos, Christ is there. God bless you.